Hello, 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 or should I say hello, and oh, welcome no. to this, the uh, episode 11 of the Animation Action Hour podcast. Uh, my name is Sam, I am a freelance animator, and I'm joined here by my mates, my cohorts, my co-hosts, my spooky friends, <laughs> Brian has got a card in his eye, uh, also fellow <laughs> freelance animators, Mr. Capital Time. You. A good evening. They am spooky. <laughs> and Mr. Brian Hancocks. Hello there. How the <laughs> devil are we? Fantastic. Just yeah, I love this time of year. I'm excited. Yeah. It's it's getting cold. It's getting just Halloweeny, and yeah, I love I love it. Fucking leaves are turning brown. Like nights are drawing in. Like winter's coming, love it, man. Mm. Yeah, just perfect. I uh, I bought a candle this week, so it's uh, it's you <laughs> so know it's official. It's, it's official. Serious. The uh, spooky... make it intimate. The spooky scented candles are coming out. My house will smell <laughs> like pumpkin yeah. spice. Yeah, the pumpkin spice. Release the spice, like a Dune thing. Whatever the, the spice, <laughs> spice is doing. Must, the spice must flow. <laughs> yeah, spice must flow. <laughs> Anyway, before we go any further, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listened to this podcast in the past. Anyone who listened to this podcast in the future, you're all absolutely amazing. Uh, the last episode we did, the D23 episode, actually did really well. We had quite a lot of listeners on that one. So thank you to everybody who uh, listened to that. And hopefully you stick around and you like what you hear. Um, we're available on basically every podcast platform there is, essentially. Uh, we're on Apple. We're on Google. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. Uh, we're basically like... If you can get podcasts from it, you can get us there. So hit us up, give us a like, give us a subscribe to the, the show, leave a comment if you like what you're seeing and get involved on our social medias. At the minute, it's just Twitter, uh, so it's nice and easy, which is at AnimActionPod. So just send us stuff on Twitter. And there's our email address, which is AnimActionHour at gmail.com. So that being said, this spooky episode is it's the first of a, a basically a, a special month we're doing. Um, I know it's technically not going to be october when this episode launches but it's going to be the start of our little slide into halloween because it's our collective favorite time of the year um so look forward to it's going to be three episodes because that's kind of where our recording schedule falls but three kind of spooky themed episodes um this is the first one where we're going to be doing paranorman um yeah so that's that out of way um dan what have you been up to this week or this two weeks since we last recorded uh, two weeks, uh, a bit more animation work. It's actually quite fun at the minute because, like, it, it's all matching up. Like, it's Halloween, and like the main character I'm animating and cleaning up is a skeleton. So it's just like, yes, themes. <laughs> uh, otherwise, uh, I'm uh, games playing. Uh, there's a re a, uh, the, the new Monkey Island's out. We're talking mm. of skeletons and such, and pirates and spooky ghosts and stuff like that. That's brilliant. So I'm looking forward to tucking into that because. I love Monkey Island so much. That's, that's yes. brilliant. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely going to uh, give that a play uh, once we get spare minute. And uh, yeah, yeah. Also, we're watching loads of Halloween animations. Mm. Just make make an effort to actually watch that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think it really helped that say this this uh, episode we're doing Paranorman and watching Paranorman at this time of year is like yes, it's the perfect way to slide into the season. Yeah. Uh, it's a good excuse to kick things off. It's great <laughs> introduction, mm. man. It's about a good way to kind of slide into the mood of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Uh, Brian, what have you been up to? Because obviously you weren't on the last episode. Oh. No, um, I had to do dad things last episode. And then like when I tried to set it up, my computer was just like, no. And I was like, well, I might as well go and have a nap with a baby anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> it was about 10 o'clock when it was something. Started, yeah, it so. was it was a lot later yeah, than our normal our normal record. Normally recording yeah. in the mornings and this was like a late evening one. So it was a little bit later than normal. But 
Yeah, it's surprising yeah. how much we got, we got to talking because it's like, oh, we'll just do a quick like sum up and talk about it, and we ended up talking like for an hour and a half or something crazy like that. So. Yeah, it's because I wasn't there. That's what it was. It's because I wasn't there. I wasn't <laughs> like, no, in, sh- in the middle of it. We, we initially as a half episode. We thought it's only going to be like a super quick chat where we can just get in and we can talk about all the cool stuff from D twenty three, and it ended up being about the same length as a normal podcast. So that's fine. Yeah, it's just sort of nerded out. Everybody enjoys it. Yeah, Brian, is there anything from D twenty three that you saw that you wanted to talk about? Um, I saw a bit of um because I only caught tiny bits because being mega busy. But um, uh, what was the uh, Moon Girl and uh, Devil Dinosaur? Yeah, oh yeah, that was our yeah, like I, highlight. I really, <laughs> yeah, I, I seen a bit of that and I was like, you know what? That's that's got my attention. That that's mm. my um that that's my my pick of, of what I've saw from that. Yeah, but mm. I was, it looks like sorry, dude. Um, <laughs> it looks like it's got like some um really interesting um original animation coming out as well from different mm. continents different countries and stuff that's uh catered towards um other people than us white folk <laughs> <laughs> yeah we touched on that as well like say we, we talk a big wide spectrum of flavors and different like yeah. cultures and stuff which is always great mm. to see because you know you can't have just the same have spice man otherwise. Have yeah. difference it's a spice life yeah, it? yeah 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 again it's, it's brilliant for folk like us because like we like artists need constant stimulation and research yeah. so it influences our own work and to have like it is vibrant and as big a spectrum as possible most definitely so um what i've been up to is um i've mainly been uh <laughs> putting up um so place i work with infamous I, i'll do many different things with um the other week i was doing a lot of um setting up scenes taking scenes down because i work with um the the master scenery man um welsh his nickname is because well he's welsh <laughs> and he's like putting up stuff at um uh, a festival in smedic and we had to like put that up put that down transport it i've also been doing um i've been getting a fair bit of commission working and um, bits of digimon here bits of digimon there people are at the digimon mats and stuff and the way i illustrate <laughs> i'm not going to argue i love that stuff um i've been doing trying to finish off more commissions that i should have been finished a while back but just time um also i've been uh planning lessons for my little ones at school so i am um, i've gone back into my uh little workshop teaching thing um i'll say little <laughs> 30 kids but um <laughs> we've been learning about we're gonna we're gonna be learning about portraits and portrait artists um this week we did uh, leonardo da vinci and the renaissance um the old masters and i just went to the kids here's some charcoal have some fun <laughs> basically because when they're about six or seven years old they're not going to take in all that information you just want to make a mess and draw somebody else's face and let their imagination know. flow man that's, if anything that's what leonardo da vinci did just like it was yeah. his inspirations and ideas in charcoal so yeah it works when, I opened it with the old, um, do you know these? Um, like, oh, it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I was like, "What's this guy's name?" That's Turtle Guy. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I had to it. Turn around. I just had to turn around. That part. I was like, "Oh, dude, this is just killing me off." Man. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, a steady stream of like a lot of educational stuff. Um, also, my work at Geek Retreat, when I'm doing a lot of projects there, with like we have our little draw session. So I let people. I'm at the moment we're building tribes and where they come from and what they're going to look like, and it's cool. It's real fun, you know. It's for all ages. So yeah, I've been a very, very busy man, dad, person. And also, um, shout out about your band as well, because I saw that on Facebook, like you did a gig and everything, and uh, some, I think yeah. some of the photography will come back, and like, looks really good photography, Tony, like it looks absolutely Tony like Gaskin, mental. yeah. 
um, stage dive. Um, oh, yeah, he, he's great. Tony Gaskins, he's been like to a ton of our gigs. He's, he might, may as well be like a, an extra part of our band, like along with um, Damien John as well from his uh, photography as well. Both of those photographers are like next level. And um, we, um, my band at Dormy Attack did our last gig for a while, like a good chunk of time. So I won't be doing it for another year or two, I don't think, just because life you know but we're still recording an album and the last gig was what we did it was absolutely phenomenal i mean we had our friends in six of mariana and kensei and we had a really good time so if you got time and you like metal music give them a listen i'm gonna plug that away and yeah that um that shot that i think you want about dan the one where i'm jumping in like my my dreadlocks and just everywhere it's just Tony absolutely nailed that it's, shot. It's like, it's like your face. Like you, you've got this, this like, I don't know how to call it. It looks like hellfire on your face. Like I'm so used to, I'm, smi- <laughs> I'm, I'm so used to like, I'm so used to like your smiley sort of nice face. But when you're, when you're like in the, in the thick of it, man, you look like bloody mental, brilliant. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, a I'm a different person. Yeah. I'm a different person on stage. It's it's like a, a weird mask. Come, yeah. Say, it looks like a battle yeah. mask or something like yeah. that in a weird way. I was getting there. I look very pained. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the oh, joys yeah, of band life. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So, I've realised how old I've gotten. Um, how less endurable, how less durable my my body is, and just I'm falling apart. <laughs> anyway, let's Se- segue. I'm... Speaking of being old, this film is ten years old. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise that until I looked it up. I was like, oh shit! That's, oh it's no, twenty twelve. This coming. How? I know. What is time? How does it work? I, I don't like this. <laughs> Sam, what are we going to do? Of time. <laughs> The uh, ravages of time. The true, the true horror, just time. Ravages of time. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, as for me, um, what, what have I been doing? Oh, uh, yeah, I've been doing some official <laughs> stuff. So I've been doing a bit of drawing, um, doing a little bit of drawing for the podcast as well, because um, the the topic that we're doing this week, which is uh, animated projects that we'd like to see, uh, we're each going to do a sketch for it. Uh, so oh, kind of like, it, well, Brian, this ain't about. <laughs> This ain't going to go out for a few days yet. Breaking the fourth oh, wall. Right. You've got a couple of days. <laughs> Shit. Oh, oh, my heart. It's rested. Um, so I've been doing a little bit of planning for that. Um, yeah. Uh, otherwise, I've been as I, doing some commission stuff. Um, I've been playing some games as well. Um, I have managed to procure a PSVR from somebody at work. So I have been playing in virtual reality for a little bit, which has been kind of crazy. you, man. No, it's, 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 it's getting there the vr stuff in it like uh the oculus Lawn 2 and, yep mm. psvr 2 is coming out soon as well so it's like uh yeah for the ps5 uh, yeah 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 it's getting there been playing some, um, there's a, a there's a little demo thing you can download called a playroom so vr playroom and it's just got like some demos of some games on it and like just kind of playing that and kind of getting into the swing of like virtual reality working and it's a it has been really fun actually and i downloaded job simulator as well so <laughs> i've been doing my day job i've been doing virtual job <laughs> which is a is, which has been really fun actually um what else have i been doing um i think that's probably about it day job stuff um warhammer stuff finding time to paint little miniature figures which is always interesting um yeah and just kind of vibing enjoying the kind of the season changing and yeah waiting waiting for the spooky season to start and then it's the run up to the big c word which not not as big as i am with like and stuff. Uh, working in retail as a retail manager i can say not a fan of the uh the old c word um anyway uh moving on from that i guess um yeah so as, as the I despair said, in his voice just like yeah let's talk about fun things uh 
So as I said at the start of the episode, uh, today <laughs> we're going to be talking about Paranorman, the uh, the amazing uh, Leica movie. And I'm sure we're all going to have plenty of things to say about it because I think we're all big fans of it. Uh, and then our topic uh, du jour is uh, animated or horror things we'd love to see animated, whether that's a horror movie turned into an animated series or a horror movie turned into an animated movie or stuff like that. Just kind of something something horror themed that we'd like to see in an animated form. Uh, it'll be quite fun. So um, if everyone's got their uh, their spooky pumpkins and their their candles and stuff ready, um, I guess we'll go and get into the review. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, so as I literally just said, like before that little bit of music, uh, today today's review is Paranorman, which is a 2012 Leica Studios film uh, directed by Chris Butler and Sam Fell. Um, and the little blurb I wrote for it is a misunderstood young boy who can talk to ghosts, but save his small town from an ancient witch's curse, and discovers along the way that things aren't always what they seem. Okay, it stars Cody Smith McPhee as Norman. Um, Tucker Albrizi as Neil, Christopher Mintz-Plass as Alvin, Anna Kendrick as Courtney, Casey Affleck as Mitch, uh, Leslie Mann as Sandra, Norman's mum, Jeff Gallen as Perry, Norman's dad, and John Goodman as Mr. Prendergast. So, first thoughts on Paranorman. Love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a lot else you could say, really, is Done, it? done. That's it. Review <laughs> over. Great. <End> review. <laughs> bloody Liker. Uh, yeah, making all these bloody good films. Uh, do you want to go first, Brian, or, yeah, or, or Sam? I'll go, I'll, yeah. Um, Brian, do you want to go first? Uh, where do you start? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it subverts a lot of um, uh, typical story um, tropes, which I really enjoyed because it's like, some of it was story tropey, but it only kept the key parts that you needed. I think um, the acts were divided beautifully. The acting of the animation is wonderful the mm. detail to animation especially when you've got the teacher i forgot her name sorry when she was like swinging her arms and stuff and acting um because she's a drama teacher um you could see what i called what, what, what i said to my missus the uh, bingo wings flailing mm. and i was like how how have they managed to capture that much detail you know just uh yeah um the characters the designs absolutely wonderful angular very memorable um they went a bit pixar mom with the with Norman's mom, <laughs> little bit. So I was like, "Oh, here we go." Um, yeah, I, I love the fact that um, the little chubby kid, um, Neil, was uh, also not what you expect. So you think he was kind of like introverted and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's he's ready to like take down the world, man. This guy is more. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's me when I was little, like a little fat curly head guy that just. So, yeah, let's, let's do ball stuff. Of optimism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Ball of optimism, like literal, like fat ball of optimism. Um, um, yeah. The old ploy of how you perceive the zombies and the witch to be, and it gets changed. Like I says, it, it's beautiful. Um, at one point, my missus walks past and goes, "Is this a Tim Burton movie?" And I was like, well, get... yeah, it's, it's easy to mistake, I guess, for that." Yes, yeah. like I say, but then again, it, it's. I think we're getting to criminally sort of undermarketed and sort of uh, yeah, like underdog status this film holds, really. But um, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot to it. Um, uh, Dan, what do you think? <laughs> okay. Uh, right, gather thoughts. Um, everything you said, but times two as well. Like, uh, absolutely mm. fantastic film. Um, I think what really does it for me, like, it, it starts out as, like, this kooky, spooky, kids' fun film. 
Like yeah. uh, there's like monsters and zombies and stuff, and they even play on that. But like the opening with like the it's like a cheesy eighties horror film. Mm-hmm. I love but, that. What, but what it, what it does and what what makes it absolutely spectacular, what, what takes it from an eight out of ten to a ten out of ten for me is that bit where it's revealed that uh, the witch was just a little girl and she, and she yeah. was was song and it's just it's just absolutely bloody horrible, right, horrifying. Right, absolutely I know. Destroys, and, yeah. and it, it looks like it completely flips everything on its head. It's like all of a sudden the zombies are sympathetic. All of a sudden, the 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 dynamic of the witch has completely changed. Mm. And it leads up to that that awesome like um, set piece with the, the the glitched out witch at the end and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's, again, it's just it's just a brilliant story storytelling, taking all those tropes like the jock, the cheerleader, the uh, the bully, the best friend, and stuff like that. And they have their roles, and you think you know where it's going to go because it's 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 yeah, but it's like, it's doing all that on purpose. And you you even think like this is just too tropey to not do something interesting. And when it finally does come full circle, like. Like that 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 moment where it flips everything on its head. It's like this is genius. This is just really well written, really good storytelling. And then, as you say, on the way, the animation is just it's like uh, I mean, the uh, the couple of couple of the shots are uh, the, the the one that made it for me is where he pulls up to the house. And he gets off his bike and it's just his just his legs and his and his hands. You can just mm. see. And it's just it's like a tiny little bit of walking. Then he sort of stumbles. Walks back and you see his hands are sort of touched at each other. So these tiny little movements of fantastic mm. sort of stuff, but also building in smart stuff as well. Because uh, as you say, with the 3D printed faces that are sort of angular and really well, like these really nice, um, uh, the little point and click game characters. I, I love this mm. again, great appeal, yeah. great look. But yeah. the, zom- the zombies, they're uh, they're actually like uh, foam of what, uh, what do you call it, like latex over a skeleton. So they look like weirdly abject yeah. next to the characters. That's a smart Very building. Yeah. yeah, really small. Yeah, it's like it's like they they look kind of softer and like gooier because they are. <laughs> yeah, like they yeah, are actually and, that. Yeah, and that, that, squishy. Like, it, it works with their character type. They're zombies, and compared to like the human characters, that's that's genius. Did anybody uh, else think that the um, lead um, zombie, the uh, what's it called the Witchfinder General, shall we call him, or Hopkins? Is it something like that? Hopkins? Yeah. Did anybody yeah. else think he looked like Bill Nye? <laughs> I, 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 I guess I, a little bit. <laughs> like I, I was yeah, thinking touch. like Shaun of the Dead when I was like, he looks a bit like Bill Nye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's I, guess, a, I guess so. Now I'll go back and look at it now. I'm like, there's a lot of little nods. It's the kind of the long gaunt face and stuff, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's like the jawbone and like the deep set eyes. But I th- but there was a lot of nods to different like um, horror um, films and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so many, many references. Like yeah, yeah Halloween. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like this is just all like if you're a horror fan, you like your horror films. You're like, oh man, mm. look at what. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the comedy as well. The comedy is pitch perfect. Like the t- the time, like I like I, I've, I've watched this film a fair few times, but uh, mm. I watched it again this morning, and like uh, see, this has still got me laughing. It's like oh, what, the F word. <laughs> yeah, the the um. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the F word. Well, I swear, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, the, the, the the practical comedy, like when uh, uh what's his little friend name? The uh, the little fat kid. Neil. Neil. Yeah, he, he like he, he bollocks over the fence, and then like the gate opens. <laughs> yeah, the... yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's like cop fuzz, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and then uh, his, his dad's sort of having a go at uh, the speed pass him in the car. He's like, "Oh, where, where's the police in this town?" And then she like tears into the car and like texts him out. <laughs> Just yeah. really solid physical comedy. Like made me proper laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and and yeah. Again, uh, and to sum up my, my thoughts, like I say that that emotional hit at the end when he when he when he sort of goes into the different realm and sort of like uh, like puts it back to sleep technically mm. and resolves everything, and then that comes full circle. With what his nan said at the start of the film, like sometimes like one of the just talk and sort sort everything out rather than uh, just like yeah. So it was it was weird foreshadowing, but yeah, that 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 bit at the end, that the music, the the swelling of 
like the, all the, the and the glitch effects, which are like revolutionary, like like the 3D printing allowed them to make that glitch effect. Mm. Just stunning. Love this film. Adore this. I, saw, I think I saw the, I saw this film. Yeah, I saw this film three times in the cinema when it came out. Because <laughs> I just yeah, there was nothing else like it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's just such a like the, the thing that I really like about this movie is like the characters all feel real and grounded. Like nothing's really extravagant or over the top, even as a movie about like zombies and a kid that can talk to ghosts. Like, like when like uh, Norman and Neil are talking, they feel like kids having a conversation. Mm. And like the bully feels like yeah. a bully at having a school. He's not over the top, and like, like it, it just feels like really, really real. And like all the characters act how they like a ten-year-old or eleven-year-old kid would act in that particular situation. How like the you know like the, the pampered cheerleader would act in this particular situation um and it's it's just really like they they just distilled the characters down so well and made it so kind of i guess realistic for the you know for lack of a better word them sort of like three-dimensional like they've got their trope yeah. thing like you got like he's a jock he's stupid he's muscular but also like he's really supportive of his brother and like he's, he's like he's that, that's like an extra dimension to him like the, yeah. the cheerleader sister's like she's really sort of bratty to norman and stuff but when it comes down to it she's family and she actually like mm. you know and comes full circle with that like the yeah. again and another dimension to the character rather than just being of, wearing their tropes you know one of my favorite things about this film um and i think it's the way films should be in the future um is at the very very end when like everything's all solved and uh the, the um courtney is like talking to mitch and she's like so um you want to go out in a catch a movie sometime and she and he's just like yeah um you'd really like my boyfriend and it's like oh, okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's done for yeah. a comedy beat but like the the, the bitch is the, the first openly gay character in any animated film kids animated yeah. film it's but like it, why, why why is it took this really long and yeah. why is it why is it gotta be boiled down to a gag it's because people kick off and i think people did kick off when they found out he was there mm. even though it's like a tiny throwaway scene because people are annoying <laughs> I think it, I think it was a kind of a, a sincere gag. I don't think it was like yeah, quite, it wasn't. It was oh, just no, like to make fun. Yeah, it was. It was, it was just as like a, you know, there are gay people in society. It's like saying like, dude, that's what you know. The irony of it. It was just that like she spent all the film sort of like like really fancying him and stuff, and then at the end mm. it was like, huh. <laughs> like like it was, it was fine. Like I say, I don't think it was played for that much of a laugh. But mm. he did, you know, yeah. it's like the the only way we can have a gay character in a kids movie is just to have it like a quick throwaway line, then quick cut away, quick run away. <laughs> That's what it felt. No like. kissing allowed. No kissing. Ban it. Ban it. Cut that out. <laughs> no. You but can I, have I, little I, children I, being hung, but uh, a fucking gay character. No, we. I, I just really like that it was just. Well, she was just, a witch, wasn't she? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I just really like that it was a um. It felt very natural. I know it was kind of a yeah, gag, it did. but it but it wasn't like he wasn't played up like super flamboyant for the whole movie. Yeah, I, I and know, it was yeah. like, well, actually, I'm gay. <laughs> like, it felt very kind of like, I think because like the Almost whole like movie, he was a real the person. Whole movie, yeah, the whole movie, Courtney yeah, yeah. is just like flirting with Mitch like crazy. And he's like, you think, oh, he's just dumb. He doesn't know this or whatever. But, but like, she, just... yeah, but like nobody ever thought to ask. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's just assumed that like oh the hot cheerleader and the super buff jock guy like it's just it's just always assumed that you know at the end of it, maybe they get together and, and he's like no well no not interested and that's, I, the, I, that's I, the bigger game at play like i say it, it, like yeah. making you think that he, uh he's thick but actually he's just actually not interested because that's he's he's, he's gay though I mean, he's yeah, so, yeah. clever genuinely thick with two c's <laughs> definitely thick with two c's yeah he's a big boy uh, a thickness oh. too <laughs> <laughs> Dumb as a bag yeah. of hammers. Oh, yes. Tattoo as well. He's a early 2000s uh, barbed wire. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like that. That was like that generation's uh, tribal tattoo. Yeah, that was that was the thing at that. Yeah, at that yeah. Point. Um, <laughs> I I really like the character design as well. Um, everything's kind of a bit weird and completely asymmetrical. Like even like the cars and the houses, nothing is completely straight. I mean, I watched the um, all the documentaries and stuff on the Blu-ray, and Travis Knight, who's uh, he's one of the animators and he's the producer, and obviously he runs Leica as well. He's basically said you'll never find a straight line in this movie. There's there's no straight lines. Everything is crooked or wonky or not not easy to do. <laughs> definitely not, especially not in stop motion where you ha- you have to physically make everything. Mm. And I think that's the thing with this movie is like every single thing on screen, from the the puppets to the houses to the cars to the little bits of mud when the zombies are coming out of the ground, like someone had to make that and they had to move it manually. Magic is stop motion. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like we've we've spoken before about stop motion like when, when we did Coraline. Um, a bit when we did Mad God, and it's just like stop motion is just—it's just magic. It's—it's it's, you could say it's witchcraft. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. Did it, it did it! Hey. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely—I've <laughs> said it before as well. I'd absolutely love to get like stop motion animators on here to talk to them about the, mm-hmm. the process of it, because um, oh, it's yes, just please. insane. Um, but like the character, like the, the animation on the characters, it's—it's it's just next level. It's—I I don't know how they get things looking so good. <laughs> Like just literally manipulating with the hands. Yeah, it was, as as Dan was saying, like like them like, yeah, like, like, like rubbing just, his hands, yeah. moving things, putting his hands in his pockets, like shuffling around, and it's it's just it's just great. <laughs> just, I know it's not a very like critical thing to say. It's just great. Um, but yeah, the the designs are great. Even even things like um, like the animation on the hair for like Courtney. She's got the big like ponytail. Oh, yeah, and like that's mm. all, that's all animated. Like her hair, like it's it's insane. Oh, the bit where he's being thrown about by the witch. Um, what's her name again? Uh, Ab- 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 Abby. Abby. Yeah. Aggie. 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 Sorry, yeah. I thought it was just yeah. Agatha. Yeah, yeah, Agatha. Yeah. Sorry. And then when he's <laughs> being confused. Thrown... I was like, oh, sh- my ears are bad. Yeah, I'm terrible <laughs> at names. Uh, but um, yeah, when he's being thrown about by Agatha at the end, like his spiky hair is like going all over the place, and like it's obviously mm. that was like had to be held in place like gel or something, and they could animate the strands separately and stuff and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the attention to detail is ridiculous. And mm. then I think th- I can't. Again, I can't, I can't uh, uh, big up enough that that glitchy witch st- stuff at the end. Like, yes. I remember watching that, I was like, "This, this is next level stuff. This is, this is where stop motion animation is going. Like, it's not, it's ne- well, it, it never is dead. It's just you, mm. you think it's done everything it can, and then you see something like that, you're like, yeah, yeah. No, like we we are going places now, mate. A, with this three D printing stuff. There's a bonus feature on on the Blu-ray game where they talk about that whole process, mm. and they they animated it by hand originally, like two pro- like two D animated the whole thing. And then they basically 3D printed the keyframes and then 3D oh. printed the in-betweens for it. Um, yeah, it's really her whole, smart. Her whole dress is CG. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like complete CG. Um, the lightning and stuff coming out of her head was animated. Um, they basically they had an artist on um, on their staff who did that from their concept department who does a lot of uh, like ink blowing like paintings. Oh, okay. So they basically got him to do like ink blowing paintings of the character because it kind of shows like a rage and an aggression. Yeah. And then they copied some of the ink blowings and took took their like put it into Illustrator, vectorized it, put it into a CNC machine, cut it out with <laughs> foam rubber, and then used that uh, as like the lightning for a head like, to animate. Yeah, crazy. And then it kind of CG'd over that. And then they did a whole load of um like hand drawn 2D for like lightning effects and things hitting the ground. Yeah. And it was like a massive mixture of stop like stop motion is the core of it, and they've just enhanced the stop motion with hand drawn animation and CG. Mm. And it's it's absolutely insane. Like the way that like her face morphs and 
like she turns into this big evil like an evil witch thing at one point and then she goes back to a little girl face and her, her face splits into two or three and then goes back together and it's like all animated and it, it's it's just insane it's yeah, it's it's like a, a marriage between so many different styles. It's like, like, it truly shows off the the infinity of animation. Like when you when you yeah. like when you really start dreaming big and you start mixing stuff like like CG, two D, three D, and like, like you've you've got something that you want to achieve. I it, 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 like I say it's 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 there laid bare for you. It's it's it's, it's well, just, yeah. Let's count the, like the disciplines. I mean, you've got like fine art there. You've got graphic design there. You've got um CAD. You've Bubble got, blowing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's 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 literally every art form you can think of just to make that scene, and that's that's a beautiful yeah. marriage of what you say. Potato stamps, just a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> potato, potato stamps, stamps illustrated them. <laughs> but then even going further and thinking about like the model makers and the uh, the guys who would make like the metal armatures and the people who three D mm-hmm. print the faces and the people that would design the costumes stuff, yeah. and the clothing, it's like you know we're we're all two D animators, so like we would draw that. I mean, nothing to that stand, but we would draw and then draw again and then draw again. Like we don't have to make anything. No, like we haven't got to construct all these different pieces and put it all together to make a whole. It's like yeah, it's basically our, like uh, a normal movie. We got the costume department, the makeup department, and sound, lighting. Like it's it's all that. But then you've still got to manipulate this little puppet once mm-hmm. for every single frame of film. That's going to take mm-hmm. absolutely years and years and years to make an hour and a half movie. So it's it's it's. And then like again, talk about the the making of documentary. They were talking to Travis Knight. And it's like it's not just like getting in there and animating it. They've got to move everything once and then take a picture and move it again and take a picture and move it again and take mm-hmm. a picture. But then you've got the character moving. You've got the follow through on their hair. You've got their clothes moving. You've got the ground reacting to where they're walking. You've got you know all all these different aspects of things you've got to make you've got to maintain. Like the scene where the all the zombies are coming out of the of the graves, and they all come out in a different way. And as the mm-hmm. the ground comes up and moves, you've got to think about where that is. They had they had wire rigs with um tiny tiny bits of dirt on fishing line that they could move to make like the rocks and things fly up and then uh the big the big fat zombie like moves his head and all this spit comes out that all had to be animated by hand on little rigs with things and it's like you like you've got to keep track of all this stuff in your head do you think like in 2d like we draw a character then you draw another character reacting to that and then you draw another one reacting to that and you can kind of do it all in bits and pieces this you've got to basically do in I guess in real time, but in super slow motion. Yeah. So this it's character smart is moving and reacting to this character, but they have to do it at the same time. And mm. also, you got to think about the camera as well. So the camera mm. person has to make sure that they're aware of it's, what's in frame at all times and the composition. So mm. it's like, it's even more so. So the camera also becomes a part that you need to be aware of. But it's but one, per- I, it's, it's one yeah. person. Even yeah. a, a big studio like Leica or Arvon or whatever, you, if, you're, if you've got a shot, that's your shot you're responsible for lighting it mm-hmm. um filming it setting the camera angles animating it you know um redoing it if you mess up something if you knock something it's i i'm just absolutely in awe of stop motion just mm. in general i think it just comes down to smart compositing like um compositing yeah, compositing Compositing. Yeah, where like you, you've got this shot and then you just break it down into layers. Like, okay, I'll do the dirt. That's one bit done. And then there'll be like, you can add that on top of the other stuff that you do. So you just break it down that way. So as long, long as you know it's in the, in the camera viewfinder. So you animate the character first, then the, then like the, the yeah. environmental elements and then any like, I don't know, like fog or weather effects. And then you can 
do a lot more stuff in post. Like I say, I think I think how we go about animating a thing, two D animation, like we 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 sort of work on those planes of existence. Though we we know what our yeah. planes of existence are, and then when we have to make a shot, we build it that way. But as in, in stop motion, all it is is just you got to think about it more three D like and in the real world sort of a thing. Yeah. So I guess I guess it, it, again, it's same school of thought and it's 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 same level of skill. Yeah. 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 They, I'm, they, I'm trying is... to put a brave face on it, saying, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> there, there are elements of composite and stuff in there again, obviously with with Aggie and stuff. Oh yeah. But, and like the bulk of it is is done in camera mm-hmm. and that just completely blows my mind it's like you've got to keep like, track of like a yeah. thousand things happening at once just build it really well and it'll be okay <laughs> then just, yeah, have a sheet, just, like, just plan just it have yeah. the layout sheet yeah. right next to it though i mean like it'd be stupid not to have and obviously we've all done a bit of this anyway you would have a layout sheet to say where everything's supposed to be and what happens when and to be fair when doing this before as part of like um we did uh, some pixelation animation at uh, uni it was it was basically you just keep track of your shots like you said it's it, it's it seems it is hard i'm not i'm not trying to downplay it i'm going oh, i'm the best i could do it no no it's but you can't like, try and want to do it yourself you think okay yeah, how do i simplify this how do i work this out yeah, yeah. that's all it is yeah it's, it's yeah. not it's impossible it's just <laughs> difficult and I'd, I'd, sorry i'd love to see like um like a doping sheet or something or like a shot tracking yeah. sheet where it's that, like that's, there's, yeah, there's there six characters on screen the um five of them are oh no seven characters on screen or whatever Five of them are zombies coming out of the ground, so they're going to have their spit, they're going to have their rock, the big rocks, small rocks, and like a list of everything. So you kind of yeah. tick it off as, as and when you've done each shot, like that, like each each frame, like that's it's going to be a massive, massive undertaking. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I would just be really curious to see one of those sheets because it's got to all be. You're not yeah. going to go in there and be like, oh, we're going to do this. You're not going to do it in your head. Yeah, you, you can't do it in your head. Yeah. It it's going to be broken to keep it down head. to the yeah. sea. So, like, as you say, because we're animated, the, the key thing is to break everything down into macro little jobs that yeah. build the bigger thing. Or else, because you'll just lose Post-it track. Post it so. notes on everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't leave enough notes for myself when I'm animating myself. Like, if people do the, the, the little, uh, what do you call them? Like, yeah. the little, uh, what do you call them? Like, like when you draw a line and then you, you notch off the key frames on it and stuff. Dope. Is that dope as well? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, it's, I see. It's, it's doping, isn't it? Well, for, for your key framing. Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't yeah, yeah. remember what it's called, but, but yeah, I li- like leaving little notes for yourself, like, oh, this, this, this ear or finger does this whilst the hand does that. Like, yeah, yeah, I need to leave more notes for that. But yeah, I think, I think it's just uh, back to my original point. Yeah, just breaking down everything into tiny little jobs. So the big yeah. job doesn't. Like the big job looks mental, but like the tiny little jobs. That's it's getting mm. them down to a thing, I think. Because <laughs> then it's it's doing that, and then having your uh, a copy of the your animatic, and then a copy of any reference that you've filmed to go along yeah. with the animatic, and yes, yeah, it's it's yeah. crazy. So you have never any doubt about what you're doing, because like I say, if if you animate four seconds of thing and it's no good, <laughs> that's that's a I mean, lot of yeah. months wasted. It's or also if... kind of like if you break down how many frames you need as well. Cause like another thing with pixelation when I was doing it, I counted how many frames I need for a certain action. Like after I've done it. And like I, we did the maths, we sat down and went, okay, so that we need about forty photographs for this to work like this. So maybe that's how they do it. Uh, I'm not sure that was my approach to it. Normally it'd be done in time, wouldn't it? So it's like, well, this shot is going to yeah. be five seconds long. So and you know they basically okay, this is this is this yeah. amount of frames, and you've got five characters that all need to move at this particular thing, because yeah. obviously it's all, it's all done on ones. There's no there's no twos yeah. in in this particular yeah. like um production but, but then like it, yeah, you're right. but then if you've got a five second shot and you've filmed four minutes and 50, uh, four seconds and a, uh, four and a half seconds of it and then you turn around and you knock something with your elbow by accident and you've got to start it all over again mm. um there's, there's, there's got to be a way of putting it back in place like say is, is it like dragon like dragon frame allows you to see where keyframes and everything in there so yeah, maybe get, like, the onion layer over it 
yeah, yeah. should he get the onion layer? I think like, there'll, there'll probably be just some... sounds too depressing to fucking knock something just by I knocking think there'll, someone. There'll probably be some um, like even if it's a case of oh, I'm, I knocked that, but the main character animation is fine, so we can just like fix it in post. Yeah, fix fix it in post. Move like re- replace the background or whatever in post. There's got there's there's stuff like I mean, they're going to remove animation rigs and all sorts of stuff. And working in like yeah. green screen and things, so there'll there'll be there's gonna be a pretty hefty post production. Even things like the um, like seam lines from the faces, because like the oh, mouth, yeah, you need to get mouths and the eyebrows are on two separate clip-on pieces. And yeah, there's yeah. a seam line which is removed in post. So there'll be ways to correct it, but I think it depends how not how badly you knock it, I guess. Makes you think, like that, like the like uh, sort of the original stop motion stuff. I think like the first ever the, the first Wallace and Gromit short, like they don't have none of this technology mm. or none of this no. sort of. Thing so anything you know, just makes you or appreciate the fingerprints sort of on the uh, yeah. models. Yeah, yeah like, just, but just like, like um, the texture of the fingerprints. Of yeah, if you've got a five second shot and you you filmed four and a half seconds and you knock something with your elbow, you've got to redo that shot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and no onion skin either. I think that must have been done by eye. Like, there's, I don't think I don't think technology, the digital technology existed back then, especially like early stop motion stuff. Like it was what literally first, uh, no. like Harry Harryhausen yeah. stuff. Like yeah, that was yeah. Like wasn't the first see, um the well, Harry a lot of Ray Harryhausen stuff was animated on blue screen, wasn't it? And they could just comp it in. Mm-hmm. So it was he had a little bit more um freedom with it because he doesn't got to worry about a lot of the background elements and stuff. It's just the main skeleton or the main whatever he's animating. Um, but then obviously if you knock it, you've still got to redo it. <laughs> but then the, um, the the great irony is like even like the imperfections in the Harryhausen stuff just give it just loads of appeal and it still oh, feels yeah. real because yeah. it's, it's an actual real thing. So even if there's imperfections in it, it still works. So it's like you know you've got that margin of error to work with as well, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So just talk about this stuff as well. Like I've, I've got in my notes. Let's uh, wait for the uh, the motorcyclist. That's me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody feed Dan. It's my ace. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about the storyboarding. Um, I've not seen any of the storyboards. I don't show any in any of the bonus features or anything. Um, but the storyboarding and like the animatic phase had to be so tight for this film. Oh yeah, like the, oh, yeah. like the shot choices and the angles and things they use. Uh, it had to be really, really precise. I guess it has to with stop motion anyway because you don't really want to waste effort. I guess. Mm-hmm. So like you're gonna yeah. you're gonna do a lot more editing before you start actually shooting. To get it boiled down, so this is the exact movie it is. I, I don't know if they have a lot of deleted scenes in stop motion. Yeah, because like you can't have like prefab stuff. So if you're like doing a 3D film, like you can have like just the blocked out movements and see how that runs mm. past. But like with this, like it's already ready built, it's ready to go. So it's got to yeah. be good on the day. Like you can't. Yeah, you can't. About. You can't waste stuff. Probably just yeah. cuts of it in there. It's probably just edits. Like like he says, like you, you might not have properly. They might just do it like the like any other film and be like, oh, okay, so this doesn't fit the story that well, and it doesn't go to the time and of the, the you know like an hour and a half film. Uh, it does exist. It's got to. I yeah, mean, I think a lot of although, the animatic phase like, though. Like, production. I think yeah. they'd work that out in animatic. So that before they even touched a puppet, I think they'd have the whole movie planned exactly how it's going to be. I think this mm. stuff has to be so precise and so tight. But I mean, just the like the cinematography is just incredible though. Like some like the camera angles and like there's there's a the the shot with um uh, Courtney when she's like shouting for Norman and she's like doing her doing her nails and it's just like the mm-hmm. camera is like her foot is like right foot like close to the camera and you see her in the background reacting to Norman and like the the, the shot choice and the this the cinematography is so good and then especially some of the stuff with um with Aggie later on where. You know the world explodes and he's just like on like jumping over little pieces of rock and then on the tree and the trees like rebalancing as he jumps onto it and there's a lot of peril in this film actually like it gets dark mm. in yeah. places like like oh, people yeah. actually like you see people 
drop dead and uh, again <laughs> the comedy beats when he's trying to get the book out of his hand like yeah did, like oh, digging God, yeah. his head all over the place and then like when, when his tongue flaps out onto oh, him, I was like, oh, yeah. oh that right. is... And that he's, is trying, he's trying to move, and as he's yeah, moving, like, like, the tongue is flicking around. He's licking it. That's just... Oh. <laughs> but, that's, but it, like, again, it made me laugh, because it's just it's so good, like, comedy beats. But even though, it's, again, it's just dealing with this grim subject matter. Like, mm. like I say, people die, and, like, a, a child died here. But, like, yeah, it, it, does, it does... Like, only children's films and children's sort of literature can really deal with those subjects in a sort of... I don't know. Uh, it's whimsical. It, 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 it's whimsical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, some, some of the best Halloween animations I can think of where, like, uh, not traumatising. Like they, they deal with the subject matter and it's fine. Like, it's there's something about it. I don't think they talk down to the kids. They do, they do it directly, but they do it softly. They do it to the point kind of thing rather than, hmm. like, oh, it's, it, it doesn't have to be gory. Like, some people, like Mr. Pendergast, he just dropped down from a last attack. That's it. Done. All, all the ghosts, ghosts all, all the ghosts at the start, like the mafia dude who's yeah. got like uh, concrete slippers. And <laughs> oh, you the... don't. I love that. Oh, you don't. <laughs> yeah, and, dude, um... he said that, and my missus ears like, picked up, and it was just like, I was like, it's not friends, don't worry. It's actually got, it actually has comedy <laughs> in it. It's fine. But then there's like a parachutist who's like just straight up impaled on a bloody tree, and like the yeah. uh, what's his dog who's just chopped in half. Neil's dog, like, yeah, like yeah. kissing his ass and stuff. Like, so this is messed <laughs> up in, in a way. Like. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's also uh, honest, isn't it? It's very honest to what yeah, these things matter like of that fact. do happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just his grandma as well in the house who's just like chatting yeah. to her. Yeah. That's lovely. I love that grandma. She's great. Mm. I, everybody needs a Norman grandma. Yes. <laughs> Everyone needs a nice nan. <laughs> yeah. Good nice good, nan. Good nan energy. <laughs> good nan energy. Oh, big nan vibes. <laughs> yeah. Big nan vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So so, so, I just uh, want to ask as well, you know, Mr. Pendergast, like, yes. how was he related to Abby? That's what I want to know, because they've both got Pendergast as the last name, haven't they? It's never explicitly stated, but like yeah, it must be, it must be um, I don't know, well, they're obviously related because she could talk to yeah. ghosts and then he mm-hmm. could, and because he's Norman's uncle, it's all passed on that way. So, so yeah. it was actually Norman's uncle because I, I didn't, I know they said yeah. uncle Pendergast, but I didn't know how true that was, you know, he calls some friends uncle, but. So is it related to Abby as well? So yeah, I think, I think the whole thing is like Norm, Norman's family are related to the witch, yeah. and they don't know it. Like they don't. Yeah. It. It's, it's kind of but the only sort of negative it. about the film, like I say, because they they run a hundred miles an hour along with the story, which is good. Pacing's brilliant, and then uh, you sort of like miss these sort of. Bits so of they, they do they do spell it out at the start, like uh, I do. Yeah, yeah, with the, the pictures of uh, it says, "Oh, I don't think everyone's taking much notice of me." And then he's got like he cuts to his uncle with all the pictures and everything. Who's like, "I've got to pass this on." And he, like I say, mm. I think it's 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 because we're moving so fast. Sometimes it, it, and missing those details. Side or his dad's side? Because I presume it was his dad's side, but they don't speak about much about his brother. Like his nan doesn't. So. I'm... Is it his mom's side? Yeah, there's like a disconnect, but it's, it's obvious that they're related because like Abigail, uh, I'm sorry, Agatha looks looks like Norman when they're stood, yeah. stood next to each other because yeah, 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 same sort of like the eyes and eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. Well, they because they refer to him like they say they say like oh your um your weird uncle don't talk to him or whatever. Um, so I think maybe they're just like because they they think Norman's a bit weird because he keeps talking about talking to ghosts and things. So I think maybe they just kind of shunned him away from the family. And they don't talk to him and don't talk about him. Yeah, maybe he's, he's like, a great he's uncle. The, he's the freak of the family, or whatever, because you know he's got this this weird thing where he talks to ghosts, and and mm. it's kind of obviously driven driven him into madness, and he goes and lives in this like massive like 
hoarder's house in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it's kind of tragic, really, because like th- mm. this consumed his life, and like it, he had to do this every year, and it must have drove him like it literally drove him mad. Like yeah. he's, he's he's not a well person, but um, yeah, great performance by right. John Goodman though. He's, he's a great character. Oh yeah, yeah he was yeah. nailed it. Yeah, uh, maybe um, if they ever do a sequel, because they were supposed to do a sequel from what news stories that were ages ago. I say supposed to. We never know these things. Maybe we could get, maybe be a prequel about him growing up and what he had to mm. kind of endure and stuff. That would be interesting, I think. Mm. Yeah, oh, like, I like her have never done a sequel, so be I'm glad they don't. I'm mm. glad they don't. Yeah. Yeah, I think of, of all of all the like uh, things that could probably have a sequel, if we were to do a sequel, um, I don't know. Box Trolls might work because you want to see the continuing adventures of Box Trolls and maybe uh, the missing link because it'd be cool to see what those characters did next. But anything, it, it, these are standalone things. It's yeah. Like, there's I always think... the want to see more and you want to stay in these worlds more. But sometimes, like we said in the Iron Giant episode, like sometimes you just mm-hmm. got to let, let sleeping dogs lie a bit and just yeah. uh, stand on its own. It's, be its own it, thing. The story is the what the story is. If you, you, You've always got that danger of like ruining it. Like, if you go too deep into it and try and go back in and see what's going on. Like I think that's like, Things like um, Monsters University is like, hey, let's go back into the Monsters world. It's like, oh, it's not mm. quite as good. And like Incredibles 2, as, as good a movie as it is, it's not as good as Incredibles. So you almost feel like you're taking a bit of a step back. Um, and then things like Toy Story 4. Like Toy Story 4 is an amazing film, but it has no reason to exist it, whatsoever. They, it does not need to do it. Oh, my God. Talk about the biggest. Like, it was a good film. Don't mm. get me wrong. It was, it, if you didn't have a Toy it's, Story it's... name to it, it was a good film. But the problem yeah. is, it's like he says, it did not need to exist. Obviously, mm. it was a cash-in. And it just felt like it undid all the stuff that was done prior. It's like, oh, yeah, Woody gets it. He can do whatever he wants and just go off with the love of his life. Who didn't really give a toss about him for, like, how long? So what's it trying to teach us? And like, what just everybody else go off? <laughs> Not just that, but the little girl from off oh, I'm sorry, from the third film, it was like really enamored with Woody and all that kind of stuff. Suddenly loses like any interest in him, like just out of nowhere, and she seems mm. like it's pretty plot, much the same yeah. age. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, oh, but she still doesn't want the other book. Oh, Woody, whatever. Now, nah, come on. It's because she's, she's, she's making her own toys now, and like, yeah, it felt like he was entertaining. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If, the, the job of this was for that moment of Buzz saying goodbye to Woody. That, that that's what I think that that, that was in the pitch meeting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and like the setup and the payoff just wasn't there. Like this could have potentially happened right at the end of Toy Story three, but they didn't put it in. And I don't think there was enough of a film here to set that they up. They could have really... let Andy keep Woody. They should have let Andy keep Woody and be like, yeah, okay, not Buzz, and just like take the boys there. You know, I mean, mm. I like the idea of like Woody going, oh, I've served this kid for how long? I've time I did something for myself. That, that's cool. But the old kind of execution lacked. So, sorry, I'm not a fan of Toy Story 4 entirely. Yeah. It's turned <laughs> into a Toy Story 4 review. Yeah, maybe at some point we'll, we'll do the Toy Story movies. We'll, that was maybe it. we'll do like special <laughs> yeah, one. The, uh, we'll do a special one. That'd be quite yeah. fun. Um, anyway, um, you were talking about uh, John Goodman. So I just want to talk about the, the rest of the cast, really. And um, So Cody Smith-McPhee as Norman. I mean... He was pretty good. I wouldn't say he was amazing, but I think he did did what he needed to yeah, do. He got the, he got the, he got the uh, emotional core of the character, right? Like he I mean, just wanted to, he wanted yeah. to do good, like despite being bullied and everything. That, that was the main lesson, sort of the end. Like, yeah, people are shit, but like, why would you want to be like them? Just you know. Yeah. And I think his, his earnestness really came across. He's really good. Mm. Then you've got uh, Tucker Albrizi as Neil. Uh, he was great. <laughs> he killed it, man. He killed it. <laughs> Well, both of them did together, you know, like mm. even well, the, the scenes together really uh, that that glue, that nice social um, aspect, like you said, like two ten year olds just being like ten year olds. Yeah, I think I think they recorded together as well, so it makes it a little bit more. They had to. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nothing stops kind of him. Wipe <laughs> for a little bit more. 
And, so these and, are boobs and pictorials. And, and boobs. Yeah, my boobs. <laughs> yeah, my boobs. <laughs> so good. Uh, and you got a uh, Christopher Mintz Plass as Alvin. So that's a uh, that's McLovin from Superbad. If you've seen yeah. Superbad, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. I think he's actually pretty good. I think he did quite a good job. Yeah, I've always said I love, I love me a shit heel. I love me a dickhead. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you like you know, you just love to see him fail, do you? So yeah, and there's nothing like a good dickhead. So yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he is. He had that yeah. appeal, though. It's just kind of like the dickheadedness, but he had like this um, charmingness to him. Like he wasn't all bad. The mm, fucking, yeah. the fucking breakdancing scene was that come out of like all of a sudden. Fucking... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, what, what the hell are we doing? Here? Breakdancing <laughs> to Dizzy Rascal in the. Uh, in yeah, the... that was. <laughs> when I said Dizzy Rascal was just a strange like um, I say strange not at the time because at the at that time period he was pretty much big. He was bigger than he is now from what I know. But it just it just took me off like of all the musicians. To be to be boy too. He's just trying to impress some girls, you know. Just you just yeah, like yeah. completely out of left field. <laughs> just wants the break. But it was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got Anna Kendrick as Courtney. Um, I think yeah. she did quite well. The old the whole uh, like cheerleader, oh, like yeah. almost like a. I mean, the whole thing was supposed to be set in New England, but she had a kind of like a like a Californian like cheerleader kind of vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh yeah God, to, I think uh, again playing up to that stereotype. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, to play up to the trope. Yeah, I thought she was a she was a good character. She came good in the end, so and she wasn't as annoying as I thought she'd be. Like no, yeah, she like, redeemed I, herself. Yeah, like strong strong um the sister from Phineas and Ferb vibes, but not as annoying, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then you've got uh, Casey Affleck as Mitch, John Cena, basically. It's just John it's, Cena. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same build. Yeah. <laughs> it's John Cena. It's Every team John Cena. Yeah, it's just like Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. You can't see me. I don't know he's, like he's trying to read. He's like, oh, I hate reading. They just start like just like jacking like books, like, like lifting yeah. them. Like, yeah, come on, Mitch, you can do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that was good. Um, and then Jeff Garland as Perry and Leslie Manasandra said um, Norma's parents. Yeah. They were fine. Like her dad, the dad was a little bit kind of. Yeah, didn't really go nowhere. Angry and didn't. Yeah, he, he basically was like, "This is weird. You're weird. Stop being weird." Oh, I guess being weird. Okay, fun. boomer. That, that was literally it. That was that. Was, the voice was acting was good, but mm-hmm. like the, the character, I don't think, like you said, was probably probably wasn't the best written. Now, what would be really cool is is if he could actually see as well, and he doesn't actually tell Norman. That would be really cool because he's like, stop being weird, because he's like, shit, I'm weird as well. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's actively trying to like, mm-hmm. to like, yeah, that'd be quite cool. Like, actually. Suppress it. Yeah, suppress mm-hmm. his power. Uh, what one interesting shot he did have with his parents, the, the belly scene, like when he's sort of like, like they're just talking past him and like they, they animate their the mom and the dad's bellies as yeah. like they're talking. That was, mm. that, was, that was that was cool. I thought that was a really nice bit of motion. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, different way of framing things and like it's almost like a sandbag test, like make, make these bellies emote. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Cool. Well apparently they um they rigged the bellies, like yeah. the puppets. They they had like a, a piece in like they attached it as like like a metal grate they put in that they then obviously put the foam rubber on so they could actually animate like the stomachs moving and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was really smart. Riggy bellies, <laughs> insane. I've got a riggy belly. <laughs> That's oh, my animation. Rib, my animation. That's rib what my puppy calls it. Yeah, my puppy is going to call it uh, the riggy belly now. It's the uh, <laughs> the anticipation and the, the follow through of the belly. The belly motions. Dad bods. <laughs> the dad bods. And mom bods as well. Shout out to mom bods as well. Just as good. All, all bods are valid. All buds are valid. <laughs> All buds are valid. Um, so, yeah, anything else anyone wants to add to uh, Paranorman before we uh, bring this review to a close? 
Let's quickly check my notes. Um, oh yeah, uh, the, the one thing I wanted to pull up. Uh, I don't know if you researched into this or if you just uh, that the the witch's face in the clouds was that fabric uh, mixed with a bit of CGI or was it all CGI? I couldn't. I, I, I looked it up and I couldn't find. I it. think that was all CGI. Uh, right. I was wondering if he was like like doing some fun because like you had like fabric hands and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, like the hands, like toilet, when there's the toilet paper hands and things, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like the evil greeny hands as well. They look like fabric yeah, as well. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they was actual real ones rather than CG because the way they moved, it yeah, seemed they, a bit they, kind of. They were uh, were like puppets, but the the big witch face in the sky was CGI. Ah, uh, I thought it was Makes a cool sense. design thing because you never actually oh, see yeah. a, a quote unquote real witch. It's all just like their shit, like marketing bollocks. Because it's like it's like um, it's like um, what's Salem. that town called? It's like Salem, it's a Salem yeah. knockoff. And then to have the actual witch's face in the sky, I thought it was really cool. Like, oh, you want a witch, do you? Yeah, I'll go you a bloody witch. And like, just yeah, and that was yeah, so creepy really, as well. The green yeah, eyes awesome. and the red face. Oh, mm. Gruntilda vibes, metal. man. Oh yeah, like metal. Oh yeah, Gruntilda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like a <laughs> Brave New World, Iron Maiden album cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so he grimaces and everything, and like laughs at him when he tries to read the stories. Like really good. So yeah, that that yeah, that's the one thing I pull at the yeah. end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's that whole like being against all the tropes and things is like oh is you want a witch this is what a witch looks like this is what you've decided a witch looks like and there's a yeah, statue you want to wanna... swear and it's like no it's just this little girl who was yeah. misunderstood and they were scared of her and that happened in real life too so it, yeah kudos. a lot yeah. in real life yeah again yeah that's that that's the main takeaway like traditionalness isn't it that's yeah. the reality that's i think that's what he was on about earlier it's that the reality is grounded because that was true it, yeah that's why it appeals so much so yeah, traditions and hysteria can just suck sometimes and just it, it causes stuff like yeah. this <laughs> yeah. yeah but basically she was just like norman and um you know could could speak to the dead and they were like witch burn her or whatever and then in her death it caused her to have these crazy powers that cursed them mm. crazy yeah, yeah so um so, suffice to say we all really like paranorman <laughs> it's a it's a great movie mm-hmm. um you should all go and watch it and it's a great one for this kind of time of year as well like the lighting the uh the music the kind of the whole vibe of the movie being about like like zombies and there's a lot of horror Definitely movie references and stuff in there it's a family don't movie let, family don't film. let it rot in the bargain bin this this is yes. no, a bargain if you get this is a bargain bin dvd that you'll see and you'll think there paranormal that's the same no. name don't don't sit on it this is don't a bloody sleep, good yeah. film this is don't, one of the, this is one yeah, of the greats one man. of the best ones don't yeah. sleep on paranormal um be, be a zombie and come out of the grave for paranormal yeah, raise this film from the dead, literally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hope, hope, hope. Let's hashtag raise Paranorman from the dead. Yeah, I want my 10th anniversary edition. It's 10 years, like I say. 10th Hell anniversary yeah. edition. Yeah. I need, a, we need a Criterion collection or something. Yeah, go on. Get, get like from the blower. Yeah, I was going to say, just give um, Thingy a shout. What's, what's the producer's name again? Travis. Travis, uh, Travis, Travis Knight. Knight. So I was going to call him Thomas Knight. <laughs> Don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get uh, Travis Knight a shout and be like, dude, come on. I'm Gladys, Gladys Knight as well. We'll get her on. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Yeah. All the knights. Yeah. Get, get Shovel Knight. Yeah. Dark Knight. <laughs> Dark Knight. Uh, Knight Rider. Uh, Knight Rider. Knight yeah. Rider. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Black Knight. Michael Knight. <laughs> um, yeah. And actually, on, on that, weirdly on that subject, I, I normally when we do reviews, I try to reach out to people that have worked on the films to see if I can get any like conversation with them. And like, it never works normally. Never um, yeah, I mean it hasn't worked here either, but like um I found that the, the character designer for the characters is a lady called Heidi Smith. And I've added her on Instagram. So I guess um we'll see. Like, Travis Knight doesn't have any social media, so I can't really 
approach him but i'd love to like, just like talk to him about their process and stuff so we'll keep trying um at some point we will have someone who's actually worked on one of the films we review on the on the show we will we find you eventually yeah. <laughs> and we yes. will add you most definitely <laughs> i mean I, I i still think like jorge gutierrez would be amazing to get on the show. going back to that yeah, yeah jorge. Jorge, what about we get jorge and we get gendy because he loves Gendy as well. And then we just get loads of more. And we just get a hype train of all these random animators. And we'll just, sorry, we'll just wind, wind them up like tin toys and just let them chat. And we'll just sit in the background and go, this just, is yeah, be like, yeah, bask in the glory of this. <laughs> drinking, drinking them views and listens, man. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go and get the uh, Samurai Jack figures to show you guys. Two seconds. Oh, yes. Oh, all right. This, this, will, this will work on an audio medium for the listeners. Yep. Well, what I'll do <laughs> is I'll, I'll, I'll take a screen grab and then I'll put it on the... Uh, I mean, I already, took, I already posted about them on our Twitter anyway. Check out our Twitter where you can see the... the with these samurai jack figures that none of us knew existed until yeah, Brian kind of knows has... that <laughs> yeah uh yeah apparently they were um popping up in pound lands of all places oh, a couple no, of years but... ago yeah which is very bizarre um this is just us filling time now while we're waiting for brian to return gone fetch toys to show us <laughs> yes um yes yeah, speak, <laughs> speaking of um like speaking of jorge gutierrez like book of life another great movie to watch this time of year mm. um Coco, another great movie to watch this time of year. Sort of, so it's uh, like Dia de los Muertos kind of, you know, Halloweeny vibes. It's a great, great thing to watch to kind of get into the the, yeah. the spirit of the season. I always like uh, episodes of TV shows as well because there's always usually a Halloween episode. Like I always mm. like uh, the one of Hey Arnold where it's like a War of the Worlds knockoff. Like uh, they all dress up as aliens and fool someone. Then you've got the guy who does Brain's voice doing like uh, a knockoff of Orson Welles. That's a brilliant mm. episode. If you um if you go onto Disney Plus, they they actually have a um like a thing you can go to that shows just the uh the okay. Simpsons um Treehouse of Horror episodes as well. Oh, there they are, Samurai so Jack. They're, they're really really nice. Mm. Oh, so he's got an axe in the background. Oh, he has got his sword uh, as well. He has got his sword. Yeah, I did find that out um, last minute. Yeah, they're huge. I thought they were they the, uh, Check this out though. On the back, apparently oh, there's the horse. horse thing as well. Oh yeah. man, I've never seen that before. I need to keep an eye out on eBay. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even know they existed, so that's really cool. There he is. My brother's had this for years, like both of them, and he's had him like bookended on top of his um, shelves. And finally, the other week, um, my, my sister-in-law found him in the garage and was like, uh, "Your brother says you'd really like these." And I was like, "Yes, please." <laughs> yes. Yeah. I couldn't make a noise. Arm, I was like, "Yeah." I mean, the boxes are battered, but I can I can resort them out. You know, mm. I can just. Or you can I mean, let them even breathe. just take them out. Yeah, let I'm breathe. breathe. I mean, they need to fight. I mean, you got the, the dark one, and you got the well. It's called dark. It's got a samurai warrior, which is the normal one, and you got dark warrior. Ah, uh, it's, you know, it's where he gets pissed off and like his evil self sort of comes out and he yeah. fights, him, fights him. Then yeah, yeah. What I'd like as well is a Scottish guy, but I doubt the devil ever met him. So. <laughs> oh, a vinyl toy. That'd be fantastic. Guy would be awesome. And an yeah. Aku as well. Oh, an Aku would be cool. I mean, just PVC printing, you know. Plastic. Anyway, I've kind of took over yeah. this bit. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll so do it for the episode. So Par- paranormal. Yeah, we'll, we'll, at some point we'll do an episode about toys because Favorite we're animated toys. toys. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that, that's going to have to happen. Um, yeah, so paranormal. we all really, really like it. We think you will too. Um, I'm hoping you've seen it by listening to this. Otherwise, you know, spoilers. Um, but you know what? You know how this show is by now. Uh, yeah, so I guess we'll go on to our topic. So let's go talk about uh, horror things that we'd like to see animated. Okay, so now, as I just said, I'm, I'm blowing all the links today. Uh, as I just said, uh, 
yeah topic time so it's uh horror things that we would love to see animated whether that's a horror movie you'd love to see as an animated series or as an animated movie how would you remediate a horror property into something animated um Dan, let's start with you. Why not? Okay, day, okay, day, okay, day. Um, uh, we talked about this in the in the pre-recording sort of thing. Uh, I, 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 I sort of started off thinking about an Elvira show, which I thought would be cool, but then um, uh, I eventually settled on the Babadook. I think that would be a cool little mm. character to have as a character because, yeah, because he's, he's he's such a little character in himself. Uh, the the book's gorgeous from the horror film. And to have something animated in that style would be really interesting. Also, you could really play off the sort of like meme ability of the Babadook because, uh, like meme say, ability. Because <laughs> yeah, like he, he sort of became yeah, like, the, yeah. the unofficial mascot for the LGBTQ community somehow. So then you could sort of play off. <laughs> you could sort of play off that. Also, uh, he's almost like a, a metaphor for mental health. Uh, that, that, that's sort of how the plot goes in the film. No spoilers or anything like that. But um. Yeah, so you could have him like traveling different places, helping people with their mental health issues or something like that. Or just, 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 just the Babadook adventures where he just helps people. Like a little Istanbul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Like a Maybe top tomorrow act, you know? I'd want to settle down. I'll always be. <laughs> yeah, like quant- quantum leap in a way. Until tomorrow, <laughs> quantum leap animated with the with the Babadook. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm patenting that. <laughs> you need to have a bit at the end of each episode, like in the old um. Like He-Man cartoons and things, where it's like, uh, like teaching kids like a lesson or something, like, hey, don't smoke, yeah. or whatever. And it's like, it's kid, terrifying. Like, <laughs> yeah, kid like kid like finds like his dad's cigarettes. He's like, oh well, let's try these. And it's like, oh my god, the Babadook's like, you smoke it, <laughs> smoke it bad because like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> scream, die, like die of fears. I told you. <laughs> oh my god, the, the quantum Babadook. littlest Babadook. The little is Babadook. There we go. That's 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 it. Done. <laughs> Print it. <laughs> yeah. It's just the, the exact opening to the little is hobo with like the dog running through like the woods or whatever through like the fields. But it's just the Babadook like gliding around. <laughs> the end. The yeah, end. Yeah. The we end is. To, we need to make that. The end is the end of the Incredible Hulk, where like he's just hitchhiking to the next the next town. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we thought we'd try something new with this with a topic because we're kind of coming up with our own ideas we're going to basically draw it so we're going to do like like a oh this is going to be like great. a super simple sketch or something but like a like like a poster or like an animated like um like if you're reading a magazine and it has like this animated show coming soon or whatever just like a something simple with like oh, to, to illustrate our ideas so i think like the the babadook is the littlest hobo oh, i want to brilliant. dance now i want to do the littlest babadook <laughs> not my idea anymore <laughs> Um, yeah, that could work really well, actually. So every episode he travels from town to town, writing to put away what, 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 what went wrong and hoping each time his next leap will be the leap home. Yeah, so to, to, to Babadook land and his Babadook wife and Baba wife. He, he doesn't even speak, he just roars at people. Yeah. Just screams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good point, Babadook, yes. My mental health is really important. <laughs> oh, Babadook, I'm so sad. I'm thinking about um, dangerous thoughts. <laughs> I've never thought about it like that before. Yes, that's no, right. Yeah, changed my life. They should cut to um in with like um Captain America, you know, in the blip. And you're just sitting there with Captain America, like you need to carry on. He's like, Rrr! it's like yes, that's true. You do need to carry on with your life. <laughs> yes. Like he's running like a like an Alcoholics Anonymous group. <laughs> it's like the you know the the GI Joe. The more you know comes up. But it's like the more yeah. you do, the more you do. GI Joe. <laughs> 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 wow, thanks, Babadook. Yeah. Babadook. The only thing he says. 
my jaw hurts. My jaw hurts. Thanks, oh, Dan. Oh, I only come up with good ideas, you know this. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I need to see this sketch now. Uh, but Brian, what about you? Um, originally, I was thinking Hellraiser. And funny enough, you got the new film of that coming out because that'd be really cool in a in a nice. I think a, a nice um, 2D kind of uh, Mike Mignola-esque kind of shadows and all that mm. kind of stuff because Mike Mignola has done some stuff like that. Frail Race for the comic, like cell shaded, but then kind of like mm. yeah, yeah. So, but I had an immediate idea when you guys asked me earlier because I forgot the, uh, about this. I was like, oh, um, and I just went, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I was just terrible, like, yes. Yeah, Matt Berry, everywhere, in constantly. The, in the style of a like a, a late nineties, early two thousands, like Hanna Barbera cartoon, like Dexter's Lab or something like that. Like really angry, I'm, I'm like, thinking like characters, like the Adventures of Johnny Quest, like, you know, like that level. Of oh. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Star Trek, you know, them kind of like really weird, kind of cut out two D, um, weird static they, they're not really oh, oh yeah like, um, like a sp- space ghost maybe yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like it's gotta be yeah. dead serious because i still that's the old joke like it's what be are like you talking about space ghost quest. yeah like at the proper like um like old school um yeah like 50s johnny quest yes yeah 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 i'm with it i'm with it imagine that guy like the exploded uh, guy was just like it really hurts just in that stone <laughs> just like just sitting on the floor yeah. euthanizes him with that shovel <laughs> 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 I think I'll just leave you by this vent for no good reason. <laughs> oh, but my favourite line was always, uh, I was muscular and compact, like corned beef. And I was like, <laughs> yes. That is just, yes. Oh, Dean Lerner. To, um, oh, yeah, Dean Lerner. <laughs> yeah, 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 Dean Lerner. Oh. I, I had a cat once. I accidentally dropped a sofa on it. It was a write-off, <laughs> so I stepped on its head. <laughs> it was a write-off. He's got like, the, the funeral scene, and he's just got like, the, the, got the guns and everything. <laughs> Just shooting no in nowhere particular, just all over the place. <laughs> Plus actor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you can still have the live action bits, like they're interviewing him about like are they it was so successful they turned it into an animated series. And then like it's like a really yeah, you can literally bring it series. back that way. Like, and then just like have them live action talking about like the making of the animated series. I could be spooky and talk about my own ideas. Also, wear my pajamas. <laughs> I've animated more shows than I've watched. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd animate it uh, myself. Yeah, this could be the yes. sequel we want for Garth Bringy's Dark Place because, like, all you get to get, get the cast back that to replace their roles. Uh, and like the, the the gag is like the series was so successful, it got picked up for a, a, an animated I series. I too could so. be an animator. <laughs> animator. <laughs> animator. A- animator. Like, like Dean, like uh, Dean Lerner animates himself, so he's completely shit compared to everyone else. Like his like, <laughs> like his movements just crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, like like stick figure, but kind of like erratic. Yeah. I thought same. if I was just... going to get into the role, I need to animate myself. He just drew. He just drew one picture, and they just moved that like around, like static, like, <laughs> like a poochy sort of think... like a ha- like a hand literally comes onto the thing and just moves him a bit. <laughs> yeah, Sanchez needs to just be like um like a, a um Monty Python animation, just like his photographs, so, like and his jaw is just hinged. He's not actually drawn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Sanchez needs to be like beautiful like 24 frames a second like disney style <laughs> oh yeah and that's even or at least like an 80s ac- action hero cartoon yeah. like a he-man or a, a gi joe or something like, like that like yeah what we didn't realize that matt Perry was actually a traditionally trained animator <laughs> <laughs> yes 
Yeah, lucky bastard. Like a, a Dexter's Lab kind of character, maybe, like you said. So it's yeah. like, maybe all of its different styles. That'd be pretty interesting. It's, it's just a mess, but like it works. Yeah, yeah, a beautiful mess. Mm-mm. <laughs> Dark Marenghi's dark place. Dark place. Dark place. Dark place. Dark place. Oh yeah. Oh, oh god, I would kill to see uh, One Track Lover animated. That would be <laughs> fantastic. God, oh, just imagine. Any hashtag- Lads, we need to do some hashtags and throw them about, don't we? We need to... Uh, Dark Place animated. Yeah. Yeah. You get that funded by the Arts Council. That's just too good an idea, you know. Just get on to it. If it still <laughs> exists. Look. <laughs> if it still exists, but like, you know. Give us some money to make this met. <laughs> met. Where are you going? I mean, we, <laughs> we two have animated more than we've uh, watched, and we've also plus actors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Visionary. Day, daydreamer. Plus actor. <laughs> Dream, no, Dreamweaver, is it? Dreamweaver, plus actor. Dreamweaver. There are writers out there who use subtext and they're cowards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're cowards. <laughs> oh, dude, that's such a great line. I, I once worked with like one of my um, one of the um, relief managers for um, when I was working at McColl's. He um, he looked like Garth Marenghi if you give him a dark coat. <laughs> My, he would look like him and I, I just couldn't every time I looked at him I was just like if he'd come out with something like remotely goth like I, I had to turn away I, I just couldn't it was great it was fucking great bit of a dickhead but... <laughs> it looked like Garth, looked like a Garth Marenghi so I was playing so look football at me like... and a slide tackled this bastard I thought he was a coward <laughs> <laughs> that, that's real shit I can't do it but fuck me yeah, he liked to play football. <laughs> For a Romford FC. <laughs> Fucking Romford. <laughs> it's a random place for the like the uh yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's a that's a great one. Um sorry. I yeah, I I I came up with two. Um I'm trying to decide which one. I think I've picked which one I'm gonna do. Um the other one I was basically gonna do was child's play. But kind mm. of like a um like Dennis the Menace. Where he's just yeah. like a, he's just like a troublemaker. Like he runs around and he like it's a cheeky little chappy. Yeah, he's cheeky chappy. Yeah, like he'll, like, <laughs> like he'll nick your milk bottles off your off your you know, doorstep. And, yeah, and he'll be like he'll put too much soap in the sink and the soap the the, the kitchen will flood full of soap and all oh, Chucky. You, oh, you little, bugger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that could be quite funny. Um, but what I've settled on is uh, there's quite an obscure um, horror movie called Trick or Treat. Um, from 2007 um, which is basically a, it's an anthology movie so it's five stories with five separate casts in one movie but they, they're all interconnected because they all the the characters live on the same like city block so they all, they're all basically neighbors and each story kind of interconnects in different ways but like each story is its own thing but they all kind of interconnect with all the other stories um, but the main thing that binds them together is a character called Sam who is a small boy who wears like a, like a burlap like a potato bag mask who um, is basically like a, a killer. Um, and I thought it could be quite fun having a kind of an anthology series, sort of like like Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark or like um, Tales from the Crypt Keeper, which was an animated series, and have each episode like a different kind of spooky horror tale, um, but each would feature Sam in some way, whether he like introduces it or whether he's like in the episode somewhere and the story is focused around him. But each each episode is a different thing. Um, but I would firmly do it in like mid-2000s animation. <laughs> That kind of like um, 
you think like the corn freak on the leash video where it's like all that kind of <laughs> oh yeah like the uh, uh, not McFarlane 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 yeah, Tom McFarlane Tom McFarlane sort of style yeah it's sort of like Tad McFarlane like Tales from the Crypt Keeper and that kind of like really harsh lines like block shadows that kind of proper it's sort of extreme Ghostbusters style where it's very kind of like mm. yeah yeah that kind of style I think that could be quite fun. Yeah, sounds yeah. Have you have you ever heard of a paranoid agent? Because that's, that's similar sort of flavors to what you'd, you'd almost want, like because it sort of centers around like a kid with like golden with a golden bat and like roller skates goes around like clonking people on the head, and like he's not like the central sort of character, and then uh, it's all these sort of like uh, peripheral characters around him and how they react to it, and it creates like this weird mass hysteria in Japan and stuff. It's a Japanese animated series. It's by Satoshi Kon, and uh, it's it's it, it, like you're talking about that almost got me thinking back to that series. Like it's just mm. really interesting. It's, it's almost like an anthology thing. Like you follow different characters doing different things. And then um uh it all centers around just this this kid character who's almost like a serial killer, but like he's like an yeah. urban legend sort of a thing. And it's 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 really, really cerebral, really smart. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, just just apropos nothing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's kind of what I would do. Obviously, it wouldn't be it'd be for for children, I guess, but it's, it can oh, still yeah, be yeah, it can yeah, still yeah. be it can still be like really, really creepy. Um, but I just thought uh, it'd be a really cool like, little like anthology type sort of series. Like each each episode is different characters, different setting, but it all centers around uh, this little Sam kid. I've just uh, posted a picture in the in the chat so you can kind yeah, of see yeah, I see him, yeah. what he looks like. Yeah, that, yeah, that is like a cartoon before, character. Yeah. yeah, I would love I think, to dress my two year old up like him. That's sweet, actually. <laughs> I think they had a um, one of the uh, the walkthroughs at Universal Studios every year. They do like um, the uh, what do they call it? Like they do that, like the horror thing every year at Halloween. Like a tour. Yeah, it's like they do it at Universal Studios. Different parts of the park are like different themes for different movies, and they have like haunted houses. I mean, horror nights. That's it. Um, yeah, and I think they had one based on Trick or Treat a couple of years ago. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I think I just think that'd be quite a quite a fun idea. Like I, I would watch that show. It's not quite as funny or comedic as yours, which, and, but I think it's still a. Still no, a no, it's a solid. It's a solid, it's a solid idea. No, yeah, it's a solid idea. <laughs> we just we just came up with just random shit. Maybe, like, yours maybe be actually really the... <laughs> Yeah, yours is actually like sensible. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we could combine all three of them. Maybe Sam uh, introduces a Garth Marenghi episode where the little Babadook, the littlest Babadook, just appears. <laughs> the littlest Babadook. Tonight's tale is the littlest Babadook. <laughs> what are you doing over there, Babadook? Bubba Just screaming. Bubba Yes, I agree. Well, Bubba Duke, I think you've got us into a fine mess now. And they all just start laughing. Bubba Duke's just like screaming in the background. So the first few bars of One Trap Lover coming, and all you hear is just just screaming. <laughs> to, the, to the beat, like just when there's not like, supposed to be singing coming, we were just. Ah! <laughs> You've got me laughing like Mutley now, dude. Oh, I'm dying. Oh, do we have any um viewer kind of uh <laughs> viewer picks? Um, I we only got one on Twitter, um, which isn't what we're looking for, and they straight up say that it's like, it's like not quite not quite what you're looking for, but I got a shout out the greatest horror animation franchise of all time, Trapdoor. <laughs> Oh, yeah, go on, boy. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. So, so that, that's that's literally all we got from from Twitter. So I got on uh, my Facebook. I got from uh, Mr. Matt Bailey. Hello there. You just say he's a he listens to every um, podcast we do on this like. So shout out to Mr. Matt Bailey. What a legend. Hello he there. said, um, 
<laughs> the nightmare on Elm Street because it's all set in dreams and it really could have some messed up visuals, which is mm. yeah, why not? I mean, I if mean, you put yeah. like imagine like Castlevania kind of uh, visuals, that'd be quite. Yeah, I, I was thinking, I was... Um, you know, the end of bit where things just get mental, like they start putting clouds yeah, yeah, the sky yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that, yeah. but like, like it gets even more sinister, uh, like, like, and it's all Freddy's yeah. doing and stuff, you know. Yeah, maybe maybe we do make it a bit more like um, reserved in like rather than Castlevania kind of detail, bloods and guts. Maybe it only enters that after the editing any phase, so it starts getting more surreal and yeah, like nothing more creepy than like to... like thirties sort of... cartoon sort of aesthetic, like something yeah. like weird like that, like Cuphead, <laughs> but like yeah. just messed up. <laughs> oh god, yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. But you can do each, each, each could be a different style as well. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. there's always that. Yeah. Different dreams, isn't it? Hmm. Um, another one we've got was from our also a long time listener, Mr. Keith Bloomfield, who is also a filmmaker himself and animator, and he loves all that stuff. So shout out to Mr. Keith Bloomfield. Um, he said a stop motion Hellboy, which I'm all for hmm. absolutely. Considering we've got the stop motion Pinocchio boy Guillermo del Toro coming up soon. Oh, um, God, so December. We will be reviewing that as well. Hundred percent. Yeah, hell yes, we will. We've, um, so we imagine. Actually... Sorry, Sorry. So we actually spoke on the last episode. I don't know if you, you've listened to the last episode, Brian, but basically doing a, uh, instead of doing a topic on the episode where we review uh, Pinocchio, we're going to review the uh, the live action remake on Disney+. Plus. Oh, so we're doing a, a Pinocchio you, head-to-head. It's a dance head battle. We know what's going to win. I mean, come on. This is just like punching ourselves in the dick, you know. It's just, you you, you never know. That's two hours I'm not going to get back, Sam. It's <laughs> um, half going to be about Del Toro. It's not the new one. So, you know, it's... <laughs> It's a punch in the dick, but a stroke of the face. Yes. <laughs> it's a punch in a stroke of the dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh no, I went there. Oh, it's it's no. a stroke, a stroke uh, of the dick. <laughs> so, so but what do we watch first? Do you watch uh, Pinocchio or Pinocchio? <laughs> which, which one? Uh, I think I'm going to go for the uh, the remake first and then Del Toro's. Um, yeah. Maybe yeah, you need to cut the, the original. To the original the as well. Yeah. I mean, let's let's give it let's give it some kind of like um. Let's give the Disney one a, a kind of a bit of a benefit a of the doubt for now, you know, because if you just go in, just go, yeah, it's shit. It's, it, that's all you yeah. think. There might be some nice bits. It's, it's just Pinocchio does look genuinely horrible. Uh, I don't, I don't but, really like the idea of Tom Hanks' um, Geppetto either. I, I like, and, I, and I'm not sure about it, you know. Just... Uh, again, we don't know until we're watching it, so we'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, a stop motion Hellboy, and I've been saying yeah. this for like, ages. Like, I think the last Hellboy film, which, you know, it's. It, it, he had its moments, but it wasn't like the best, and obviously it wasn't Ron Perlman and Guillermo del Toro wasn't involved and stuff like that. But if they made that an episodic kind of um, series on Netflix or whatever you wanted to do it, right, that would have been better. But print as a stop motion, and it doesn't even have to be Hellboy; it could be BPRD, like the side part of like Hellboy, you know, his team and stuff. I think that would be great, especially because it's mainly like uh, it's, it's x-men mixed with um x-files mm. so if you've got the bprd doing that i mean hellboy is great but i think give it i think give give it to the bprd because hellboy is already great 2d animated stuff and i mean hellboy can still appear in bprd because he's part of the team and leaves and comes back and leaves come back or whatever but i think a nice bprd series with the stop motion and all that loveliness that Loika could do would be fantastic. Throw in a bit of Guillermo del Toro because, come on. It would cool. work fantastic as a, as a stop motion. Rig Hellboy, like his coat, his tail, his, like, yeah. just, his weapons and stuff. I could see like, my mind. It's great. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can, see, you can see it. And, like, that all might be the artwork. Dude. Like, if you could build that into his face proper, like, 
like, like, the, a, like a chiseled sort of brick, like like with yellow eyes and chiseled brick. That that is definitely oh, a chiseled brick. If if they um. Yeah, like the moment we know they're like the really harsh like inks and stuff, like the really harsh black, mm-hmm. and have that in the character, like on the actual model. Yeah, like painted yeah. lines on the character yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. Oh yeah, I want that. That'd yes, I'm getting get yeah. that lighting really like high contrast lighting in and really like push it. Yeah, Kiroshiro. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And all the Dave Stewart um kind of coloring as well. So no, it's kind of flat. It doesn't really. Oh, it has a slight gradient if it has any. Mm. And just oh, and like every mood, like every scene, like in the comic books. If you've read it, I'm I'm sure you've probably read one yeah. more since some, some kind of some bits. So you'll have like, <laughs> they'll have like flat colors. Uh, like um, if it's anything to do with the frogs, the plague of frogs, a bit. It'll be a green scene, but it'll be a lot of green. Then obviously, old boy, you'll have a lot of red stuff like that. And Guillermo del Toro did put that in the films. Like you could see that when the the, the grading. Um, but uh, did get that right? The word grading, didn't I? Colour grading, yeah. yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just wondering, because my brain went, are you sure you're right there, bro? But yeah, um, <laughs> I think um, adding them, like, maybe, like, some, um, if you're using some lighting, just put them, like, in gels, like you would, like, on stage. So it gives that kind of, like, nice, it's nice flat and just covers everything, along with the Kiosk yeah. Euro. It would be, it'd be there's, amazing, there's definitely I think. an art to it. Yeah, like I said, get that lighting, high contrast, yeah. flat, so it's, all, it's almost like a, a living comic book panel. Yeah, mm-hmm. hard to do, but, like, definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be so, cool. Yeah, that, that's that's some of the, the choices. Not some of the to Elbow. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so I guess then uh, we'll move on to the end of the show bit then. All right, you know. Oh. <laughs> do, do, do. Are we having spooky segues? Are going to like just like just just the same, but like put some bats over it or something. At some point? I'm, I'm going to try and find some like spooky laughs and things like that to kind of put underneath them and i might have a different garth merengue laughs garth merengue laughs, laughs. <laughs> something like that <laughs> i try i try and figure something out the tackier the better just like just slap it on top i think it'll work just fine <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll find something uh something silly to put underneath it i think at <laughs> the ending to count ducky the old gits yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so uh, I'm leaving all this in, by the way. This would be quite fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave it in. This is, this is good. It's content, man. Content. This is gold comedy. Gold. Gold. So, Look at that um, big podcast money. Let's, let's go into the, the end of the show bit. Okay, so here we are. End of the show bit. Um, yeah, that was quite fun. It was quite, quite a fun episode. Huh? So for the start of Halloween, for, just, again, cool, wait. This is, this is the best Spooky part where it's all... It's all there looking forward to it. This is yep. always the best bit. So, yeah, then it's gone and it's bloody Christmas. So, we're allowed to do Christmas, anybody Christmas actually animation like, films. Does anybody actually like pumpkin pie, or is it just like, or is it a massive myth that people have perpetuated? It's, Never a, tried, very, it's, it's a very American thing. Um, it's yeah, not I, I've tried a bit it. and it's not great. Yeah. I, it's it's very, it's, um, it's meh. Yeah. I, I I like it, but I like I like pumpkin flavouring and stuff anyway. Just give me but the it, apple it, cinnamon and stuff, you know. Yeah. It's very like, like a, it's like pumpkin puree in a in a yeah it's pie like... tin it's not not yeah it's not really like it's not like an apple pie or somewhere it's like crispy and crunchy and stuff yeah give me that give me yeah. an apple pie what day yeah anyway <laughs> on the next episode uh we are going to be reviewing the house which is a netflix stop motion uh ep- movie uh basically like again it's like an anthology movie um based in three different eras um, and I'm really for, really looking forward to talking about it. And I literally realised last night that we're doing three movies for Halloween, um, like spooky movies, and they're all stop motion. 
Oh, that's the yeah. summer attempt. Literally, <laughs> I didn't we uh, we're not going to say what the, uh, the the big Halloween review is yet. Um, we'll keep that for next week. Um, but yeah, we're going to um, the next episode we're reviewing is going to be the house, and our topic of the discussion is going to be our favourite animated monsters. So any, anything monstery and animated the littlest Babadook. <laughs> I mean, if, if we manifest it and create it before next week, then it will count. <laughs> it will be canon. But yeah, any anytime there's been a monster in animation, it doesn't have to be from a horror theme series. It could be from anything really. Um, yeah, just our favourite animated monsters. Um, so that could be a fun one to talk about. I think will be uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Well, I'm, I'm, to choose from. I'm really excited, <laughs> to, I'm really excited to watch the house as well. I think that'll be. It'll be a good one. The trailer looks amazing. So I'm not yeah, it's been a long yet. time coming. This trailer. one. Mm. I've still, yeah. Well, we did get what like, mentioned it ages ago, didn't we? Like I think it was episode mm-hmm. two or three or something. Yeah, that far back. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm excited to see that. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Dan, if someone would like to get in touch with you, based on your amazing point of views on the podcast, how would they uh, <laughs> be able to do so? Find somebody to fuck off. Good luck, you can. Where can I find this bastard? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find this bastard at uh, www.danielcrew.co.uk uh, if you want to email me and tell me I'm a bastard it's info at danielcrew.co.uk and if you want to find me social media and call me a bastard on there it's at dancrewanimate there you <laughs> go Dan the bastard there you go I'm working to a gimmick <laughs> it's like your wrestling gimmick yeah Dan the bastard, Dan the bastard. bloody hell it's the bastard here he comes. It's the bastard. It's the bastard. Like a Wade Barrett sort of thing. <laughs> I'm the bastard and I'm a bastard. <laughs> uh, Brian, how can someone get in touch with you if you kind of wouldn't want them to? Um, sorry. <laughs> um, Dan has just completely messed me up, man. Yeah, um, so it's ketchupbeard at gmail.com if you want to get in touch and like do some commissioning stuff. Uh, I also have... Um, Ketchup Beard Creative on Facebook, which I don't use that much, but I really should. Uh, Ketchup Beard on Twitter, which I do. I do a lot of retweets and like um, just research and stuff like that. And share a nice bit of work, not usually mine. Um, and then we've got uh, Instagram as well with Ketchup Beard. I really should post more of my work. I do lots. I just don't post that often. And I should get a website like Dan the Bastard himself. You know, so. <laughs> I need a, we yeah. need a social what media a guy just to sort that because like yeah, social media yeah. is a, the true yeah. bastard. <laughs> yeah, the, the end level bastard. Yeah, that's boss Pure bastard. bastard. <laughs> yeah, so uh, speak about boss bastards, Sam, over to you, man. <laughs> the boss bastard. Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is via my Twitter, which is at Sam underscore Palmer underscore 37. I'm just always on on there. Uh, there's my website, which is sam-palmer.co.uk. There's my email address, which is sam at sam-palmer.co.uk. And there's my YouTube channel if you want to watch the stuff I make when I get bored of animation, which isn't very often. Uh, it's youtube.com slash xhardcoregamerx. Um, I am actually working on new videos. I've got like four written so far. Um, I'm working on one for this VR as well. Um, I'm kind of hoping for like maybe New Year doing like a big relaunch of the uh, of the channel. Um because I've got the VR at the moment as well, I'm kind of considering doing something for Halloween, maybe some like horror games on VR. But I am very scared of doing that. <laughs> so, so you've got to do Resident Evil oh, 7, dude. man. Resident Evil 7 oh. in, in VR is just like, no. <laughs> but PT, man. It's all about PT. If you can get PT. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like oh, PT in VR. Oh, that was I, great. I, that was... I would rather eat my own face, I think. I oh, did. <laughs> 
the funny thing is, I, I played that because my um, I mean, when it first came out, my nephew invited me over and like him and he said, well, it's not his wife now, but she's his wife now. Anyway, they were both in, uh, they were playing it and stuff and was like, bro, you kind of like this kind of stuff and you're ridiculous really. Like, I, was, I started playing it and I just can't take stuff like that serious. So I started trying to moonwalk through it and then like the ghost thing appeared <laughs> behind me and like I just couldn't stop chuckling, screaming like a bitch. You know, it's just one of three things. But I think PT, like that, if you ever want something ridiculously stupid, film me externally and internally with the VR. Just being an absolute dickhead with that. Like, see, Dan's the <laughs> bastard. I'm the dickhead. <laughs> I, 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 need, I need to do something stupid like that. Because These I'm are official animation podcasts. Subtitles now. We've got to have. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Ninja Turtles, like uh, Raphael's crude but rude or something like that. I forget, I forget the lyrics. But yeah, like, yeah. Dan's mm. the bastard. Brian's the dickhead. Sam's the whatever he wants. <laughs> the, the boss, apparently. <laughs> the boss bastard. The boss. I'm the boss. <laughs> uh, yeah so I'm, I'm thinking maybe something kind of halloween themed and while i've got the vr i think there's a there's a resident evil 7 experience you can get which is kind of like it's not like you're playing the game which is kind of like a visual thing that happens around you but like you're like in it so i think that could be quite fun to do something with um but i'll, I'll figure that out and um, if you want to get in touch with us at the podcast, you can. Um, there is our Twitter, which is at AnimActionPod. Or there's our email address, which is AnimActionHour at gmail.com. So if you want to get in touch with us for anything, any podcast that we've ever put out, nothing's off the table. So if you want to talk about Mitchell's versus the Machines, you want to talk about Mad God, anything we've ever done is completely open for people to send us messages about. And we'll uh, we'll talk about it. You know, if you've got any views. Come on, you bastards. Come on, you bastards. <laughs> Um, no one's done it yet. Um, people just keep sending us adverts for NFTs, and that's literally. Oh, lads, we could be making money. What you? What you? I already mean. I minted myself last episode. I turned out to be an NFT at the end. <laughs> I'm already minted, Brian. I, I can't get nothing for me. No one the, wants to buy me. The title of the. So I need, uh, I need to the, catch up. I haven't heard that last one. You know, I'm, I'm such a bastard. The title of the episode is uh, is Dan and NFT. <laughs> <laughs> you know about the D23 conference D23 you know, is that an sense. NFT D23 um, yeah so uh, yeah make it make sense uh, yeah so um, please just any any feedback you've got about any of our episodes please let us know um, we will read it out on air we'll discuss it it'll be a, a good time um, yeah so that being said I guess it's time that we uh, went off and got on with our merry Sunday so uh, yeah. we'll uh, catch you next time for the house and favourite animated monsters so um See you guys later. Spooky sign off. Mm. Oh, I'm so spooky. So spooky. Yeah. I'll shit myself. Oh. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>